Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to episode 56 of See You Next Wednesday, a weekly pop culture and film podcast where a single die roll decides what movies we have to see. This episode is dropping on March 19th, 2013, and my name is Dan Gorman. This is supposed to be a rock and roll show, not the bloody splish splash show. <laughs> awesome. Uh, my name is Casey Lyons. Look, we're your parents. If you can't talk about your problems with us, that'd be great. <laughs> I'm Greg Legros, and what are you going to tell me when over 20 women have called me lover, and I've clove unto them as the Bible says? Yeah, clove unto. Yeah, I've read the Bible. Yeah, I'm well read. I look good in red. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> what is that, bro? Kissing the hall. Yeah. <laughs> the trucker businessman. Awesome. Oh, it's so good. We've got uh, Film Roulette. Uh, Hero Swap, we're going to talk about some crazy shit yeah, <laughs> on the top Lord. of this episode. Dakota goodness. Oh, my uh, God. Should we just get right into... I think so. Okay. I don't think there's any other... So you, if you've listened to the show, you remember last week we mentioned that we were going to sit down and watch David Dakota's masterpiece, A Talking Cat! A Talking, a talking Cat! cat. <laughs> exclamation point. So many exclamation mark, points. Exclamation point. Um, Greg mentioned it a couple episodes back, uh-huh. and so we've watched it. I watched it. <laughs> yeah. Greg watched it. Casey watched most of it. Yeah. Uh, most we'll, of it. we'll explain the ending to you. Um, yeah, you're going to be confused. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, David Dakota, he makes a lot of low-budget movies. Yeah, um, a bunch of, like, trashy horror movies. Yeah. Like Sorority Babes and a Slimeball Bolorama. Yeah. And, like, and Beach from Babes Mars from, and, from Beyond. Yeah. And, but that he made a bunch of like outfit. softcore gay porn too, is what I read. Wait, was what? Re- really? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. He's got this series on uh, that he made that are all called like thirteen thirteen. Right. And so it's like thirteen thirteen actor slash model, and the act- the guy on the cover has a knife because he's an actor slashing models. Mm. Um, uh. So, <laughs> but they're all like shot in his house. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so, so this, is this movie. So That's is his house and all of his furniture. Yeah, yeah. Oh, because oh, I put on some of the other ones on Netflix just to see what they were like. And because, I, like, I put on, there's one about cougars killing hot dudes. And, 
And I was like, uh, what? So I put it on, and it's exactly the same house. Everything is still in there. There's no, like... Is the set... half a car couch in yes, there? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. How, about the, how about the driftwood wearing high heels? Yep. <laughs> so there's no, like, uh, there's no, like, set dressing or anything. It's just his house. He's got a camera and some friends or whatever that'll What is it. with the driftwood and the high heels? Okay. I don't know, but I saw that, and I got a real weird serial killer vibe from it. I, don't, I knew it was driftwood wearing high heels, but I was like, there's something about that. that yeah. I don't feel comfortable with. So... <laughs> you know what else I don't feel comfortable with, by the way? That David Dakota has that nice a house. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I thought that, too. I'm like, that place is wicked. Like, yeah. This guy hasn't made one good movie. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't think one. he's made a movie that's made over $500. How does he have that house? I was thinking about that, Because he has though. nearly 100 uh, directing credits. But I think right. about that because, like, uh, looking at this movie and, and the, the, like, the minutes of the 1313 movies that I saw, like... I, I I said to some my friend I was watching it with I was like how are these movies making any money because like I had just watched a talking cat and I just watched a couple minutes of these movies and I was like there's nothing to them no. <laughs> literally nothing no, to no, them there's no style and or... I was just like I guess like if you have the foreign market that'll buy the movie with the cover that looks like it has somebody's gonna get killed on it or whatever yeah, right. you, you, you know you'll you'll make your money back if you make it cheap enough just on selling the rights or something yeah. right so That's what I don't it know. Is. And like this movie, oh man! So, talking cat. And the co- the poster for it is like this family that's all like, "Oh my!" And there's a cat like facing the camera, Super like, cute. "What? I'm yeah. a talking cat!" And, and the like, cat's got a very animate, like it's, it's it's a real very, cat, but it's got a very animated yeah, like, face, smiling, kind of yeah, like with oh, its eyes this, wide open, like a wacky, like, yeah. you know, like I, like this. You can this imagine what anthropo- this movie would be like. Anthropomorphic <laughs> animal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could imagine it. What this movie would be like if that cat looked anything like the cat in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> Instead, and the cat in this movie. As I mentioned before, is voiced by Eric Roberts. A drunk Eric Roberts, um, I can only assume. Uh, and I know it's just a cat, <laughs> and you can't really train cats to do anything, but this cat is an especially bad no, actor. Just, oh, it man. Is lie down and then walk away from the camera. It's a cat, yeah. It's like an untrained cat that like, a family you know would have in their house. It's just somebody's house. Yeah, cat. yeah, just walking around. And now... <laughs> I was like, now does this cat talk or is this cat just going to have an inner monologue yes. for the whole movie? Because for like for the a long minutes, time, yeah. yeah, a good half hour, he's just walking around. It's just a cat walking around and Eric Robert talking his thoughts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's, it's all like sort of introspective, weird. It's not, yeah, it's not cute. There's nothing cute about Eric Roberts' voice in this cat. He sounds like he recorded it in a trash can. Well, that, that's that's what I was saying. Like, and I'm 90% drunk. sure uh, that David Dakota called him. Yeah, I was and like, just said, "Can you say these things into the phone?" I just gmailed you them, and, and he was like, "Okay, I'm so drunk right yeah. now." <laughs> and Dakota was like, "I don't use it." Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because the the whole opening of the movie is like, I'm just a cat, but I like to go here in the woods, and sometimes I like to help humans. The humans need my help. I'm a human whisperer. <laughs> yeah, he's like... And and first of all, the, the movie opens on about 15 minutes of waterfalls yeah. for some reason. And oh, then well, goes you've got to pad out the, t- the running time. 
of this <laughs> film somehow. Well, they did that to great effect um, with the title sequence. Yeah. Oh, my God. The title sequence was ridiculous. Oh, wow. Yeah, wonderful. And the <laughs> yeah. music. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I texted Greg this. I was like, I love that this is one of those movies where instead of having, like, an actual composer, it's just, like, music by Big Bang Albums or something. Yeah. Like, you just bought an album of free music. Yeah. It was just, like, yeah. 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 Y
Right? The, the, twins. She has twins. twins. Yes. Uh, and, but but the daughter. There was this really weird morality thing going on with the daughter because it was like the daughter really wanted to go to college and the mom was like. Like, she was not only saying, like, we don't have the money to go to college, but it seemed like she was actively, like, discouraging her to go to college. Yeah, yeah. Like, the daughter was like, oh, I found this this college. And yeah. the mom's like, no. Yeah. We don't have any money. Shut up and stop yeah. trying to go to college. I know. But it wasn't even just like, we don't have any money. She just seems like, you'll, like, have, you have imagination or something. Like, go do something with that instead <laughs> of going to, like, college. You don't need it. You don't need it. And I was like, what? Yeah, it was super weird. Yeah, really weird. I couldn't figure out why it was like a real negative thing. Like, are you yeah. thinking about going to business college again? Yeah, you're, yeah, yeah. You're not going to business college. You're gonna, you're going to go into cheese puff catering like the rest yeah. of the family. <laughs> it is our legacy. Yeah, and then that's the same thing with like the other, with like the the boy twin. He's like, oh, I don't have any imagination. I'm just going to go fix this fence and my and that'll be my trade and the mom's like no you'll have imagination and i was just like i don't know let him be a handyman yeah what what he just wants that's a fucking trade yeah <laughs> let <laughs> him do it unions that and shit for that. that kid's got some dead eyes just let him yeah. fix some fence. <laughs> yeah, christ he yeah. can get into a union i don't think they have a union for imagination yeah <laughs> <laughs> the imagine union can anyone tell me why i have this written in my notes why did i why did i write toe free appetizers i wrote oh, it down yes. too okay <laughs> this is what it is the mo- the mother who is the can't caterer remember. can't find her shoes and she's constantly in the first scene right. she's in is looking for her shoes and she's like I have a client <laughs> and they paid good money for my food and they deserve toe free appetizers right. yeah yeah <laughs> she's I'm trying to go to college and try to help me find, <laughs> find my shoes <laughs> uh, now I have to bring up the scene where the cat voiced by Eric Roberts is on the table oh, and God, the dad yeah. gives him a bowl of milk and then there's a scene with the dad and the son, and it keeps cutting back to the bowl of milk and the cat and Eric Roberts' voiceover going, And then it's and like, oh, just hello, dad. Hello, it's blah, blah, blah. And then they cut back. Like, oh, there's like five times. So disgusting. It was really disgusting. It's in that same scene. Because, again, this is a strong point for Eric Roberts having just made up a whole bunch of bullshit over the phone. Because the cat, the cat's inner monologue is he's having milk going, yum, 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 yum. And then and then he just sits there for a bit. And then he goes, did someone say my name? What? Oh, never mind. Yeah, num num num. And then that nothing happens with oh, yeah, that, right? Yeah. And then the cat just jumps off the table. Well, yeah. There's like a three minute shot of the cat wandering around on the table before it jumps off. Like, uh, there's yeah. a lot of that in this movie. Just and, like, and literally, it's like we don't we need to use that footage because we have to hit ninety minutes yeah. of this thing. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. Just say something. Uh, somebody say my name. No. Nope. 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 <laughs> and then though the this has just been inner monologue cat. Yeah. But then he goes over to the poor people's house and the girl is sitting there and he and the cat finally talks out loud. This is when this is when the heavy special effects come. Yes. Oh, they blew so much of the budget on the black circle that they opened and closed over the cat's mouth. I, I was not quite his mouth. No, no it's right. a little higher than that. He's his, the cat's actual mouth, like it's a very slowed down image of mm-hmm. the cat so that they can superimpose a talking mouth. Uh, but the cat's actual mouth is down here, and then mm. just right above it is the talking yeah. mouth. So essentially, has, it's more of a talking mustache than, <laughs> than he is anything else. A talking mustache a, on oh a my cat. God, a, talk, <laughs> a talking mustache on a regular cat. I've seen some mustachioed cats in my life, but none of them had a mustache that talked. 
and he says to her, and then like he said all this like you know thoughtful, introspective, yeah. weird shit. He knows what's going on. Then he's like, "Jack, you're blinking machine." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He oh. has a con- he has an obsession with blinking machines. Yeah, like, it, yeah he knows he it's called the beginning. Computer. I love these people's tiny, shiny beeping machines yeah. or something. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. This comes to my favorite part because he. Somehow the cat has gone on her laptop before she got to yeah, it. Well, yeah, and uh, and pulled up the the site. On Did the cat do this, or because I was like, because she does go to her blinking machine and open it, and it's an ad about or, or a, a story about the rich yes, guy. About the rich yeah. guy. And I'm like, she just opened her laptop. It's not a fucking newspaper. It's not like you get uploaded the yeah. local yeah, yeah. stories in your fucking computer. Well, no, because she says that she later on she says she doesn't know how that got on her computer. Oh, okay. I missed so, that. Uh, so what I assume has happened is that the talking cat, <laughs> before she yeah. gets there, has gone on her computer <laughs> yeah. and pulled this thing up. Did you guys read what was on the website? Oh, I because read it all. Because there's a great about 20-minute scene that's just <laughs> her sitting on her bed With and a shot of the laptop and you're just supposed to read the whole site. And, and she's just scrolling like the slowest scroll down this website yeah. that you've ever seen. And also, like, her, she must just be thinking like he <laughs> went and sold to he- the uh, Oh man, mom was right. I'd be no good yeah, in business. I, was, yeah. I can't even read, I can't even read this website. website. Which, by the way, may not be her fault because I don't know if you guys noticed this, but there was a lot of shit spelled wrong on yeah. that website. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> um, like, the- and, and and the whole thing about this website is like it's about the dad and and how he like sold his business and it's one yeah. of those movies where it's just like this guy sold his company Tech Corp to Edgecom for you know like but it's Globo but no, it's, Corp. That's the it. thing. Sometimes it's global. Sometimes it's global tech, just G L O B E L. Yeah, and then sometimes it's Globotalk or. Tech companies like to use awkward spelling because there's so they, you need there's so many global comms you need to use, yeah, one of them's yeah. gotta have an e one of them's gotta have an a ours is the one that isn't spelled right yeah mm-hmm. um okay let's <laughs> all right let's get we, we gotta get to the most important this. plot point and right yeah. around where Casey fell apart mm. or his internet <laughs> failed him <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say fell this off. is right. when I really emotionally broke down <laughs> this, this is about the point where the movie caused Casey to have a mental breakdown this is the point where I started sobbing uncontrollably. This is why there's been a month between these episodes. <laughs> Casey has been in the hospital. I had to take some time out. Yeah. Uh, I've come to terms with the fact that the cat can talk. <laughs> I just, I understand now that that is occasionally something that can happen. Oh, fuck. Yeah, so what? Okay, the cat's bringing this family together. Now the 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 poor family. She has a catering company, and she's got she's got has to impress these clients. Mm-hmm. And the only thing that will impress them are cheese, cheese puffs. puffs. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now this the mom is a caterer, but all she does she's got this all huge she does thing. Is make her daughter cheese. make cheese puffs. Yeah. She, she never makes the cheese puffs Poor herself. Bud. She makes her kids make the cheese puffs. <laughs> but like she's going to cater something, she literally only brings two pans yeah. of cheese two puffs. Pans. I also love that the pans are always empty because there's no weight to them, and, and that <laughs> everyone takes them out of the oven, not wearing <laughs> With anything. With their bare fucking hands. <laughs> She just reaches in there, and she, she reaches into the stone cold oven. Yeah. <laughs> 
but but like before that, she goes, "Oh, I think they must be ready." Yeah, <laughs> like indicating that the oven is definitely on. And so the dad drops the empty thing of yeah. <laughs> of cheese puffs. Yeah, this is the dad, the rich dad, who's trying to fuck the poor mom. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. And so, what does this lead us into? Oh, this leads to then the daughter's like, "Oh, you're a rich business guy. I want to go to business school." I yeah. saw your poorly spelled website, yeah. and I got to get a piece of that. So she goes over to his house and, and they make like, cheese puffs and talk about her. Check out my USB stick. It's got some. It's got some like fucking. <laughs> Teach you how to wear your clothes. <laughs> I love. Oh yeah, she, her her computer program on the USB stick is you scan in all your clothes with a light, a lamp. Yep. It, it's not a scanner. No. They use like a little flashlight thingy, Mabob. It's just a fucking like it's oh, like a it's like a book light. It's the thing that you clip onto your book. All right. And then so they rub those on their clothes <laughs> to like in like put your clothes on the computer and then the computer will tell you like based on what clothes you own, what the best outfit is. And then so all of a sudden, like, the dad and the kid are, like, all dressed up nice. They're like, finally, we figured out, like, how to dress ourselves. <laughs> she's going she's, to business school. She's going to make a million dollars off yeah. this. <clears throat> and uh, and the, the other twin, the son, comes over and teaches the rich kid how to swim because he's afraid of swimming. Yes. He says something about pool sharks. Which is so, yeah, yeah. He's <laughs> like, that's and a it's different like thing. the most romantic scene ever. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, that's all the chemistry in the movie is between these two these two guys yeah, when they absolutely. go for a swim. He's like, will you teach me how to swim? And they, like, jump in. And then, yeah, it's like, I was like, are they actually going to make this, like, a romantic Yeah, I didn't. I thought I, they I were. thought it might go there. And I was going to be like, It totally has to that you, tone and the music and the way it's shot, the angles. I'm yeah. like, this guy has totally made some softcore gay porn because mm. that's what we're heading into now. Yeah. But and they don't. It's they just don't. normal. But they don't get the cheese puff job. <laughs> no. Oh, they didn't? No, they didn't. But uh, the talking cat has talked to everybody, and he can only talk to people once. once. Yeah. But he hasn't talked to the mom yet. And he's like, oh, shit, I forgot. And he goes and run over there, and he gets hit, hit by, by a car. car. Oh, or no. you can assume because there was a noise of a car screeching and, and a noise of a cat. And a noise of a cat. Yeah. Never, and then know. they're all like, oh, no, let's go see Duffy the cat. Yeah, let's go wrap and, a bandage <clears throat> on its neck. Yeah. <laughs> just take, it looks like a, like a almost like a sock. They I just, thought it was like toilet paper just, they just wrapped around. It's not even cat. wrapped around the cat's head. It's just sitting on it. <laughs> yeah. So they bring it to the rich house and they got it on the bed. But the kid, the the, the brother twin, yeah. he the cat told him, him about this magic tree that he was how he, why he can talk. Oh. Yeah, he and said so, there's another necklace there. There's yeah. another, like, uh, cat um, collar. collar. So you there. put it on, and you can talk. <laughs> <laughs> and your mustache will talk. So they go, and they get it, and they put it on the cat, and, like, the, there's lights and stuff, and it glows, and all yeah. the, everyone's standing there looking at the cat, and then they're like, ooh, and what happened? And then there's a pause for a good, <clears throat> I don't know, five seconds, which doesn't yeah. sound like a lot of time. But in, in a movie, movie where people lot. are just when standing there, five seconds is wicked yeah. long. Yeah. And then the rich dad goes... We did something. Yeah. <laughs> I loved that. We did something. And they're like, yeah. yeah. And then it cuts to the next scene. I was like, no, it fades to black. And I was like, holy fuck, is it going to end like I that? I was thinking that, too. That would have been brilliant. But no, there's a, there's a final. Oh, well, I don't know if it's the final scene, but there is finally um, the cat, I think, is narrating it. And it, we get the David Dakota pyramid finally. shot. Final of shot them, of the movie. Uh. Of them petting the cat. They're yep. all there. Uh, in a row, lined up wow. in a row by David Dakota, and the cat basically is like, "Oh, I did a pretty good job." Blah, like, <laughs> I'm drunk. I don't know. 
there, there is one other line that I really love. This, this is a testament to how good an actor the dad was. But he decides, because he's bored because he's retired, so he decides what he's going to start doing is going for walks. Yeah. So he goes for a walk, and that's where he meets the poor mom that he wants to bone. And he comes home after that, and his son is there, and he's like, son, sit down. And his son sits down, and he sits down, and he goes, son... I think I'm going to go for another walk tomorrow. <laughs> now, the mom... Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. The mom, um, from what I read, is from Meatballs. Oh, Meatballs. Oh, meatballs. Yeah, that's what it is. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Not Animal House. Yeah, yeah. So, there's that. Yeah, and the, yeah, and the yeah. dad, the rich dad, he was in, like, uh, like Mark, uh, like Huckleberry Finn or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, like a, he was a kid actor. actor. Yeah. He was growing up into a weird old man. A weird old <laughs> Strange-looking yeah. fellow. So, if you hate yourself, please go watch this movie. Oh, oh man. Fucking holy crap. If you I have said, American Netflix, just give it a shot. It is, it's I so said, uh, check out Eric Roberts as a talking cat. If you've never, if you haven't asked yourself in a while, what have I done to deserve this? <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't asked yourself that question lately, put this movie on. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, put that movie on and, and and think of the quality of what you're watching, and then remember that really the guy made, who made that movie owns, owns this giant house. house. It really made me think, like, oh, I can make movies. Yeah, yeah I was like, Fuck. oh, I could just like get a, a location and a camera and some people that can't act and not have anything happen in a movie and still like get mm-hmm. it somewhere. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, you must get some sort of money when you sell your movie yeah. to Netflix. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, this is a special, special film. Oh, unbelievable. Uh, <laughs> Unfucking believable. At least go, like, watch a clip of it on YouTube. Yeah, and just yeah. Be like, wow. Yeah, I'm sure yeah, it yeah. must be out there because this shit is fucked. Um, I yeah, guess that's that... the most messed up thing I've seen in a while. No, you know, like, go try and watch one of those other David Dakota movies on there. You'll be like, oh, this is the exact same thing. Like, the Cougars one, it was like this guy was a pool cleaner, and then these Cougars were going to eat him or something, and he was like, Are I got to... Are talking about real Cougars? Like, or? old ladies. <laughs> like, women who like to sleep with younger men, and, right. they, and they live at this house, and he's, like, cleaning the pool, and he's like, I guess I'll go take a shower now. And then he goes and takes a shower for 20 minutes. Uh, he, so there's just 20 minutes of shots of him, like, not soaping but just rubbing his hair and stuff in the, in the shower and then all of a sudden the, the, the like the cougars are walking in the house for I'm like five He's minutes a cougar. you're a cougar too <laughs> why and it's like it's fucking do, you're they, just, do they kill people they are eventually they? get to him about ten minutes later and then like it fades to black and you hear him scream and it's like cougars or whatever <laughs> and you're like you just dragged like nothing out for 20 minutes and somebody's <clears> watching <throat> it <throat> yeah you <laughs> so yeah David Dakota Another masterpiece. <laughs> oh, yeah, wow. I'm, like I like that he exists and and ha- apparently has money. Mm-hmm. It it confuses me in a great way. <laughs> um, I guess that takes us to the finale of Prison Break. Oh, uh, season two finale. Season two finale. Yeah. Prison I'm halfway break. there. Prison halfway break there. Corner. Prison Break. Corner. Corner. Are you guys ready? Sure. I don't think you are. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> all right now. In as we're winding up season two, everybody's in Panama. Uh, Teabag, remember he lost the five million dollar bag at the airport because he couldn't figure out how to work the baggage claim. Right, and he had to run away. So that had happened. Uh, Billick, the former CEO, and Sucre have teamed up to try and find that money. Uh, Michael and Link are uh, making their way to uh, to a boat where they're just going to sail away. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mahone, who is William Fickner, he is in Panama hunting him down too. 
So what's going on is see, uh, and I haven't seen C notes since. He's just like got set free because he's going to rat out and send Mahone to prison. Yeah, he's working so, for who's he working for now? The uh, he's working for Internal Affairs, right? <clears throat> now, oh, I don't even know how to do this. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> so they Michael and Link they can just go. They're set to go. Um, he misses Sarah. He wishes she was there. That's the uh, drug-addicted doctor lady that he's in love with. Right. But they, they're like, they're suddenly, finally, two seasons in, we have the guilt about, hey, we set that rapist mass murderer free. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you ever feel bad about that? And suddenly they feel bad about it. And they're like, he's in Panama. We're going to go get him. Before we go, so basically they just needed a way to get them to Panama. So they're like to keep them on the ground because they had the boat. They're gone, right? <clears throat> so they go looking for tea bag, and Billick and Sucre are also looking for tea bag. Of course, they all run into each other and they find tea bag and they kind of chase him down. They chase him into this building, into this room, and he's standing there. And there's a dead hooker in the bathroom, and they try and like it's a setup on the cops. Teabag got caught when he fucked up the baggage claim, and he, they're like, "Well, we need Schofield." So he was out there as like a as, a, as bait, yeah. Right. And then so he runs away. <clears throat> Schofield, uh, they all get away except Billick gets shot in the leg, so he gets arrested. But they so they take Teabag and Billick and put them in jail. And uh, wait, who the fuck's Schofield? Mike, the tattoo guy, Michael Schofield. He's oh, the lead there, Wentworth Miller. Oh, okay. Duh. I don't think I've ever heard him referred to as Schofield before. Oh, fair enough. Maybe I haven't. <laughs> hey, I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so That's they get away. Angle. So now Billick and Teabag are in a, a Panamanian prison. And they both think they're going to get out because they cut deals with people, but they're like, nah, we're just keeping you guys in jail. And then Sarah does show up, and she is in Panama, and everyone's kind of like, oh, man. But Mahone, has, uh, this is William Fickner, he's like, he's had done with the company because they've been threatening him. So he wants to steal Michael's boat, <clears throat> Michael Schofield's boat, right. and go get his family and mm. just disappear. Yeah. So, uh, but he's got Link, so Michael's got to go. Why doesn't he get his own boat? Uh, I don't know, because he needs Michael's boat. Sure. <laughs> <clears throat> Which he figured out how to find, because w- they go back to Michael's tattoos. Right, and one of the and he's figured out uh, the order of the tattoos, like how the plan whole work, how the whole plan works. Right, and the last thing is uh, a picture of Jesus in uh, in in a rose. Okay, <clears throat> and they're trying to break the code of that, and then they realize that it's it's not Christ in a rose; it's Christina Rose, which is Michael and Link's uh, mother's maiden name. And it's like, why would you even need to tattoo that on your body? You can't remember that you named the boat after your mom? What in the fuck? <laughs> I named it after somebody. Yeah, yeah. I can never remember what I named my boats after. Was, so I'm going to name this one after my mom. <laughs> this one then after... I'm going to forget her name. Yeah. So I'm going to tattoo it on my body, but in a really cryptic way. <laughs> it was either mom so or Nell Carter. I, I don't know who I named it after. Um, so... Then Michael double-crosses Mahone because he goes to the drug cartel in Panama and fills the boat with drugs and then gives it to Michael, but then tips the cops off. So the cops come and arrest Mahone, and he goes to jail. But then Michael's, uh, he's got Sarah's there. He's got his brother, and they're like, we're going to get out of here, and we have the $5 million bag. But then that really horrible actor, the guy who's taken over for uh, Kellerman, the, the heartbroken henchman. Yeah. Um, uh, oh, man, there's good stuff with him, too. That guy shows up. And he's uh, he's got guns on them, and he's like, oh, my God, I'm going to shoot you guys now. 
But what is the reason why he's there and he's so pissed off is because Sarah was in Chicago and she was about to go to jail for her involvement in the breakout. But then Kellerman, the heartbroken henchman, shows up in the middle of the trial and he's like, I've got something to say and confesses to everything. Tells them the whole the jury the whole story about the whole conspiracy. And then he goes to jail. They set Sarah free. And the new, just a news reporter's like, so that means that Lincoln Burroughs is going to be fully exonerated. And just like, I'm like, what? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't think that works where just some guy shows up and says, yeah, I, it was this, this big conspiracy. Yeah. I was going to kill her and stuff like that. So now he's going to go to jail. Sarah's set free. So she goes to Panama. That's how she hooks up with them. So then this other guy who had been the, the, uh, uh, the, uh, the in charge over Kellerman, uh, Kim, the really bad actor, he shows up there and he's got a gun on them. But they've got a gun, too, and Sarah shoots him, and he falls in the water dead. And they're like, oh, my God. But then all the Panamanian police show up, and they're like, put the guns down. And they're like, holy crap, and they run, and Link goes one way, and Sarah and Michael go another way. And the cops chase him down, and they're inside a house, and then Michael runs out with a gun to Sarah's head. And he's like, it was me. I did it all. And she's like, what are you doing? And he throws the gun down and puts his hands up and gets arrested in Panama. And he gets thrown into a Panamanian prison to end the series. And in that prison is... Uh, William Fickner, uh, Billick, <laughs> Teabag. Oh, no. So they put a whole new crew into a, this crazy prison. And uh, this prison is like there's no guards. It's uh, like uh, the Escape from New York uh, prison. Okay. And there's a leader guy in there like uh, like Isaac Hayes in Escape from New York who uh. controls the prison. Oh. And it's all like crazy. Like Billick's just wearing underwear and shivering on the oh, ground. No. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, hold on, sorry, sorry. It, this is the series finale. Yeah, the series end is Michael goes to this. Michael and Fickner get put into prison together in this crazy, made-up prison in, in Panama that has no rules and just nothing but murder constantly. So that's the irony. And but now, but they yeah. So they've finally been set free and exonerated. But now Michael's in a different jail, and Uh-oh. Link's got to break him out. Yeah. And here's the here's the big kicker though. The big conspiracy before all this happens, Michael talks to the president. Because he slips her a note. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Here, you take this note. Before they go to Panama, Michael slips the president a note. He wants to talk. So then he's taken in. He's in this room. And that the Kim guy, is uh, he's like got him tied to a chair. And he's like, you know, I used to be in special forces. And they teach you a lot of things. They teach you tactical training, survival, uh, negotiation skills, and this. And just punches him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> I almost shit in your my face. Pants. <laughs> like really, they taught you how to punch a guy in a chair. Yeah, <laughs> they taught you how to sucker punch somebody yeah. who wasn't expecting it. It was a whole day. So <laughs> the reason a whole day of, of sucker punch. Training. I got a B plus. So now they've hinted at they they have this tape of the president having a conversation with her not dead brother who's supposed to be dead. All right, and that that this is like what they've got their leverage on the president because now they can blackmail the president to get themselves mm-hmm. set free. Right. And that's what they're going to do because we've got 20 copies of this tape and it goes to the news if anything happens to me. Classic. <laughs> and finally, after a couple of episodes, it's revealed what is on the tape. And it, it, this reveals why Lincoln was set up in the first place, why they made it, needed to make it look like the president's brother was dead. Right. <clears throat> because, and she was the vice president at the time, the lady vice president was having an incestual sexual relationship with her brother. And that is what they've been trying to cover up the entire time. That's why all these people have been murdered oh. is because the president was doinking her brother. What? <laughs> what? What the fuck? What network is this show on again? I think Fox. I think it was on Fox, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so she's supposed to have a press conference and be like, Look, I'm gonna you know, I'm gonna tell them 
uh, you know what what happened that I was fucking my brother. Yeah, yeah, no, not that. But she's going to tell them that you know her, that no. her brother's alive and that Link is. But instead, she goes out and she's like, "I have terminal cancer and I'm stepping down as president." So she lied. Yeah. So now, like, the conspiracy thing seems to be on hold, and they needed something to do because they burnt, like, spun this thing into the ground. So they're like, Panamanian crazy prison. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, crazy. Oh, man. So in this Panamanian crazy prison, which is, I just watched the first episode of season three today, you've got Billick, who's like, he's like this lap dog. He runs around and cleans poop. <laughs> oh, great. Cleans up the shitters, wears underwear all the time. Nothing but underwear or a see-through plastic bag all the time. Oh, my God. I don't know why he Gross. was deemed this guy. Um, and T-Bag has become, like, the right-hand man to the, the evil leader of this prison place, which has no guards or rules. Right. And uh, Michael and William Fickner are kind of walking around with each other, but they hate each other because William Fickner killed Michael's dad and all this other stuff trying to kill him. and he killed T Wiener <laughs> his names oh, T. oh my god <laughs> and uh, that's pretty much where we are oh. so we're back in prison yeah. but now oh uh, but somebody came to talk to Michael of a visitor came because even though there's no guards, you can still get visitors. Sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. And this guy's like, oh, we, we made sure you got put into this prison, so you, we, we like your breakout skills. We thought you could break out of this place and do us a favor. And he's like, this conversation's over. Uh, um, so, so they want him to break some guy out of the prison. Right. So we're going to have yet another break prison. prison break. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. All right. Prison break to end all Holy what in the fuck. Yeah, so, yeah, the new crew, the new prison crew is Michael, ridiculous. William Fickner, T-Bag again. I don't know where Sucre is. I have no idea what happened to Sucre. Mm. Me either. Yeah. <laughs> I can't find him But anywhere. I couldn't believe that they just went into this crazy fantasy prison and the president was fucking her brother. Yeah. <laughs> you would have never... really amazing. Yeah. No, you would have never guessed it. bananas. It is the best show You know show somebody somewhere when that show was airing was like, I knew it! <laughs> <laughs> oh, changed uh, too. Yeah. I got a whole new... Kellerman, <laughs> after he confesses all this in court and gets everyone exonerated while he's being transferred from the court to his prison, is assassinated. Mm. Wait, sorry, who was? Kellerman, the okay. heartbroken henchman. And right. he knew it was coming. He's like, <laughs> it's about time. Even pow, worse. pow, pow, pow. Yeah. Yep. So that's where we are. I'll, uh, I'll be back next week with Sweet. this fucking show. That was crazy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that was ridiculous. Oh, my God. Um... Sweet. Then uh, let's move on to the week's game of film roulette. Yes. Film roulette is our weekly segment where the three of us roll a die and the two high rollers get to go see something good or something that we would like to see. Sometimes we don't want to see the best movies. (laughs) (laughs) And the loser has to go see something that looks terrible. And the loser gets to give the winners an album to listen to all week. This is what we do every week. Last week, I lost the role. Big surprise. <laughs> I had to go see The Call. Yeah. And you guys went and saw Goofy Magician Time. <laughs> yeah. Fun hour. We went and saw Turd Wonderstone. <laughs> the Adventures. Of, is it Adventures? What is no, it? The, the Incredible. Incredible. The Incredible Burt Wonderstone. Yeah. So, tell me. Give me, give me the lowdown on mm-hmm. Magic Happy Fun 90 Minutes. Okay. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hey, you know what? I'm going to sum this up real quick. Uh, did, uh, did you ever see Saving Silverman? Yes. You know how sometimes there comes along a comedy that has zero jokes in it <laughs> whatsoever, <laughs> and you're still supposed to recognize that it's a comedy, if only because it moves from set piece to set piece with no discernible plot? This is one of those oh, movies. Oh, no. It's another Steve Carell movie. Yeah. Boring and forgettable. Oh. Um, I laughed at a couple of things, but I, here's the problem with this movie. When you have a, a storyline about... Uh, an, an inflated uh, reality character who's yeah. like really into being a magician and he has Jim crazy Carrey. hair. All, yeah, any of them. Uh, Jim Carrey's the more so Jim Carrey and Steve Carell. He does They're the best the... job in this movie of like yeah. he, keeping it heightened. Uh, Steve Carell's kind of up and down. Like it, this well, a movie it, like this needs to be like Anchorman. Yeah. Where all reality is slightly heightened okay. or warped into this world where magicians are this popular. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? Um and and but the character has to be that full blown into like Ron Bur- Burgundy is like just there's no there's no ceiling. there's no coming yeah, down it's, there, all, you know, it's, just, it's, yeah. it's it's up there all the time right. and Carell isn't no I mean he play he still has that air of a character but but too the light. character does yeah the character does too many very human things yeah, uh, yeah, yeah and and like his he's supposed to be very arrogant and pretentious or whatever but he. Uh, he's like that sometimes when the joke calls for it, yeah. and then other times he he just displays this humanity that yeah, that yeah. it's really yeah, it's, it's it's entirely in place and, doesn't need to be there, and uh, <clears throat> there, there's no character work like you know uh, Jim Carrey's uh, character is based on Chris Angel or something yeah, like right. that right? or David Blaine that or kind the, of like exactly. extreme yeah, yeah. magician uh, you know, specifically I think Chris Angel yeah. because yeah. Chris Angel has because that show Mind Freak and, the, yeah. and yeah. Jim Carrey is called Brain, brain Rapist, rapist or something. Yeah. <laughs> what? Uh, I thought that was alright that's kind uh, of funny so but, but really all he's doing is just the motions of what a Chris Angel would do, like there's mm-hmm. there's no discernible character or anything. He's just doing crazy things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, when I saw the trailers, I was like, that's kind of fun. Like I was like, hoping that that would be funny because like I think it's, I think it could be funny to see Jim Carrey do that, like take the piss out of like the mind. Yeah. Mind-free and if there had been thing. more written for it or yeah. more development for that, because he's just like he's just there. There's yeah. not his, like a lot of story. His character is kind of superfluous. Yeah. Uh, Weird, the funniest thing in the like whole movie is in the trailer, and it's just physical Jim Carrey when he hammers the nail with his head into yeah. the table. It's awesome. Like there's only he okay, can do that, look, and yeah. I, I, I and I fully enjoyed it. There's one. There's one joke that I thought that, that I really laughed, and I, it almost seemed improv, and it was James Gandolfini, uh, who plays the owner of the uh, the big hotel where mm-hmm. they do their in show. Vegas, yeah. uh, and he, uh, uh, his son, is a big fan of Burt Wonderstone. 
So he's like, uh, you know, I'm having this, uh, I'm having this party for for my son, this birthday party. And I said, uh, uh, I can get you anyone you want to entertain. I can get you Miley Cyrus. I can get you Justin Bieber. I could get you Mandy Patinkin. But he only wanted one. <laughs> I was like, you know what? He threw Patinkin in there. Yeah, that's pretty pretty hilarious. But nice. that was the only time I laughed. Yeah, shitty. Now, like at the end of the movie. When when they're throwing all the, the knocked out bodies around like luggage, I was like, "This is like this is where you needed to be the whole time." This sort of ridiculousness. Yeah, yeah, but it, it, but it's, it's just a, it's just a tag on at the end. Like it's, it might as well be happening while the credits are rolling. You that's know? the thing. Yeah, that's the thing. And and it, it I, I don't know, I don't know. It just it, <laughs> it, it's so lazy and clumsy yeah. as fuck. <clears throat> it's just another bummer of a Steve Carell movie. Yeah, yeah again, you know, like fuck. It seems like another movie like. Like, from the sounds of it, it just seems like... And this is something that I feel like they do a lot right now in comedies, which is just, like, we have this general idea of funny magicians. We're going to put these people in the movie, and, like, that's going to get the movie along. Like, like, it's just going to coast, like, we have these people in the movie... And they are playing funny magicians. So we don't so you have will to think write. Funny. We don't have to write jokes because yeah. these people just delivering straight lines, yeah. but flailing around a bit. Yeah. that will seem like comedy. Totally. You know what I feel like? I feel like John Francis Daly, who uh, who wrote this movie, mm-hmm. uh, wrote Horrible Bosses. Uh, I guess the upcoming sequel to Horrible Bosses. Oh, written a couple God, things. Sucked. Why do they make a sequel? I did not like that, that movie. Does yeah. someone want that? More. No, I have yeah. no idea. More middling comedy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but. Yeah, uh, if for those who don't know, John Francis Daly's the kid from uh, uh, the main kid from Freaks and Geeks. Yeah, so uh, I feel like him and his writing partner are trying to become the new uh, Thomas Lennon and Ben Garant because they're doing these sort of like broad comedies yeah. that are sort of family friendly, but they don't quite understand the formula. Yeah. Yep. Uh, like you can really see the bones of of the of the mm-hmm. script. You know, the plot is very well outlined in the fact that people are going, "Oh, well, I don't like that other magician. I'm going to go over here now and yeah. do this thing." Like everything is telegraphed. It's the worst. That sucks. Yeah, like I I, I rewatched for some reason Due Date, um, Robert Downey Jr., yeah. which I think has there's parts of that movie that make me laugh fairly hard, but it but just again, like just that movie, of, of that movie, and horrible bosses are just very much just like okay, put these two people that are funny and popular right now like in these characters and have them be in a movie for an hour and a half, and yeah. like that should that's that's going to be enough to stove you like like to like like make you laugh or whatever and you're like well you should probably make a movie well it's that it's <laughs> that here. set piece comedy thing that yeah. that they've been doing they're in a car accident that's hilarious right. like no there needs to be some kind of goofy like a joke you need to write something yeah <laughs> yeah like there there needs to be an actual plot yeah. not and that's the thing like you can't really have an actual when you're making this kind of movie you can't actually have an actual plot because you go well I want to see these funny characters get into a car accident yeah. I want to see these funny characters at a circus but the, the anchorman so, thing like like the, the thing Greg said makes total sense to me like if you're gonna make a movie about magicians and it's gonna be pretty like crazy, if you're gonna make like, a you need to make movie. that movie like yeah. make it like yeah. make this world of magicians or whatever like. You can't half-ass it and hope to like get both sides. I don't know. Yeah, I didn't see it. I'm not. <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, uh, no, I, I would say I, yeah. I couldn't recommend it to anybody. No, okay. no. Like, like again, when I saw Saving Silverman, it was the same thing. I'm like, I, I don't understand why there's no jokes happening and why these are just shitty characters yeah. who I'm not who I don't care anything about. Yeah. And yeah, this was very much the same thing. I was so bored and angry during. Yeah. It. Well, that's uh, yeah. 
Yeah. Fuck <laughs> so don't yeah. go see that. So I went and saw The Call, yes. starring Halle Berry, Abigail Breslin. Uh, this is directed by Brad Anderson, who's made some movies that I liked. Session 9, I think, is a fantastic <laughs> film. Um, yeah, so... Okay, this movie is also a WWE Films movie. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. That's so weird. Um, which is weird because... Does it, Halle Berry have to wrestle anybody? Yeah. <laughs> she put some people in a figure five. Ah, sweet. A no. figure five? Yeah. That's a serious one. So, the gist of this movie is uh, Halle Berry plays a 911. Uh, like, she works at 911. She takes the calls. Right. And uh, she takes a call where a girl is in a house... And somebody's breaking into the house, and she's trying to help this girl while this is happening. And the guy in the house basically gets her because Halle Berry loses the connection and calls the woman back, the girl back. No, and he hears the phone. And, and he hears the phone and right. comes back and kills this girl. Right. So she's had this traumatic thing in her life. She actually like goes away from being a nine one one answerer and just starts well, training people. Good. Like, like she's clearly not very stress. good at it. Yeah. yeah. So and he, like she hears his voice on it, right? Yeah, yeah. He's he like, says, it's, already, it's done. already done. Yeah, yeah. Because she says, "Don't hurt this woman." Right. He says, "It's already done." This and is because all the they show the whole movie in the first trailer. Yes. For this. Oh yeah, they <laughs> show. They do actually. Like, cause I was surprised that like the stuff in the trailer that they show happens like so far into the movie. Like, because yeah. in the trailer they also reveal that she eventually gets on another call, which yep. is a call from Abigail Breslin, who is stuck in the trunk of a car. She's been kidnapped from a mall by presumably the same bad guy and he says because he says it's already done but that's like so much later but anyway so the gist (laughs) of it is most of this film about about 80 percent maybe of this film 75 percent is her on the phone (laughs) with abigail breslin in the trunk and she's trying to like figure out how is she going to get abigail breslin out of this situation and um it it basically kind of plays out for about an hour and 15 minutes of the hour and 40 um, running time like a pretty good ep- like CSI style procedural for mm-hmm. about the most of this movie it had me is that yeah. right yeah, absolutely I thought this is fine this is very like Brad Anderson's a good director it's very tense Halle Berry's actually not that bad she's not she doesn't put in an amazing performance but she's fine mm-hmm. she, she does what the well I, my problem with it. her is often that she overperforms yeah, so. yeah. She doesn't. She's, she's, she's not. Terrible. She's not swinging yeah. for the fences here. She knows that she's in a thing that could very well just be an hour long episode of CSI. Right. So she's all right. Um, the whole like like Abigail Breslin brings what like she, I think she's a great actress, but the the, the 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 role doesn't really call much for her other than to be in a trunk and screaming and and like help <laughs> me and stuff. But I feel I felt like because she was a good actress, she kind of brought like the weight behind it and made it feel like real. Right. Which I was like, oh, you know, good on you. Like you brought your A game to this. B game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. I don't now. I don't know that I've seen her in anything other than Little Miss Sunshine. Uh, is her like because she's an older kid now? Like she's got she's older yeah. by now, right? Yeah. Um, what else has I, she done I can't that I would think recognize? Of off the top of my head, our internet's not working. Yeah. How was a uh, wacky face the killer? Okay, so I knew that this was going to come up because in the trailer there is a shot where she's like peering around a corner Zombieland. and he's got. Yeah, right, she Zombieland. was good in Zombieland. Yeah. Um. So there's a shot in the trailer where she's, like, peering around a corner, and he's there, and he's looking really weird with his face. (laughs) Uh, Now, it doesn't come off that weird in the movie because of how, like, where it's placed in the scene and and how much we've seen of the character. Like, he is, he's like a bad guy in one of those movies that's just, like, 
nuts. Yeah. So like he's not. That's not the first time that he's made like a like. Oh, I'm fucking fucked in the head face <laughs> like so when it happens in the movie you're not you're not like oh wow why is he making a weird face for <laughs> no when reason it happens in the trailer it's like yeah it's like he might as well be going Adoy. yeah no but in the movie it actually i i in the movie i was like it makes sense because he's really crazy in the movie right so right. i i remember thinking like i need to mention that he's actually not just he's not just like walking around normal the whole movie and then in one scene he's like, <laughs> like <laughs> but the, now the problem with that i had with this movie is it is a good b thriller very tense um there's a lot of good like like stuff where they put out um like the, like like Halle Berry gets her to like put her arm like kick out the tail like the light the headlight on the tail um, and like put her arm out of the window and then like yeah, they show that the do some too. other stuff like that and then and she does that to get like other people's attentions and hopefully that they all call 911 and then everyone in the 911 like like hive is what they called is like waiting for the call that somebody else on the road will do and right. it's very like it it it's just there's a lot of like cause and effect and like Halle Berry's trying to help her do this and like this is going to happen and it and it works it's tense <laughs> and it's suspenseful and it all plays out in a way where you're like, damn, like I'm on the like you 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 think it's like pretty exciting and scary, but at at a certain point in the film, um, it becomes not a CSI style procedural. It ends up becoming like at the, in the final act, this like intense horror movie. Like it looked like they were trying to get like a Silence of the Lambs third yeah, act going. It, it, you know, it, it take, yeah, takes it trailer, to like almost anyway. a slashery exploitationy like. She Halle Berry gets like like the the phone drops and she ends up like taking matters into her own hands and like going to this house that she thinks that they're at and like you know and it just kind of becomes you're just like well you didn't you had me at as a thriller and then now you're trying to be like super scary intense like like tortury almost at really? the end of it and I'm just like well you had me when it, this was just a really suspenseful movie and I wanted to know how it was going to end kind of thing right. and then at the end you're just kind of like well you lost me at the end right. but I mean all said and done most of this movie works fairly well and it and I, and I know I say this all the time like but it's a good like Sunday afternoon movie it's just like I'm going to watch this movie yeah. you know until the end when you're just like okay this is dumb but right. but for the first chunk of the film I was like oh this isn't this isn't that bad it's not brilliant or anything but I was suspensed and entertained and whatever it was it was pretty good well good there's something but, that i yeah. like about when uh when the good movie turns out to be bad and the bad yeah. movie turns yeah. out to be something yeah i mean don't run out and watch this because oh, it I does won't. it does yeah because <laughs> it does drop the ball at the end and it's kind of frustrating but it's fairly well directed they're all pretty fine in it it's just like i i didn't hate myself when i was watching this sure. <laughs> as i usually do when i lose so right I'll give it props for that. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Well, because I lost last week, I gave you guys a special little album to listen to. Yes. yes. A oh. special little band called Serial Joe. Serial oh, Joe's man. Face Down. Canada's own. Was, are they like London, mystic. Ontario? Is that where they're from? Or Hello, or some shit? lady in a dream girl. Very good. <laughs> that, what we just did there was very good. Nice. Um... Yeah, the, the, this album is fucking garbage. I had a lot of fun <laughs> listening to it. No, I was like, this is gonna be funny '90s. Like, I'm gonna laugh my way through this. Mm. I did not. How I, much rapping is there on? There's this album? quite a bit of rapping. <laughs> uh, there's enough rapping that I did not want. I was surprised. I was surprised actually uh, myself. I was surprised at how 
little rapping. Yeah, I thought it was like, going to be like a... one song, like 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 the single he has a rap verse on. But there's like four or five. Oh yeah, rap yeah, songs. but but more of them. I was surprised at how many of them were were drudgy. Like it was that thing where rap metal was. I think it it had already been a thing for a while. Yeah, yeah this yeah. album's like 2001 or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, it had already burnt out. Yeah, yeah. But but this was when when rap metal was sort of like sort of turning into people were trying to get away from the rap element of it. Yeah, yeah. Because this is a good two years after everyone did it all for the Nookie. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and and, and I, my thing about this Gross. album was... Remember that? Yeah. Okay, first off, this it, this album is one of those albums with a very distinct, distinct shitty snare sound. Yeah, that very pop. <laughs> that very poppy pop. snare, and you're just yeah, like, Yeah, like a piccolo oh snare God. sounding mm-hmm. kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. And... You can pinpoint, you can almost tell that they wrote half of these songs, and then halfway through the writing of this album, the guitarist was like, Oh, I just discovered this thing called harmonics. Where, oh. like, I hit, like, you know, and then so, like, the rest of the songs, half of them all have, like, a shitty, like, riff that has, like, a harmonics in it. <laughs> all of the riffs. And, and, uh, so, okay, so, yeah, so, like, now, no, what I figure. I didn't research the album all that much. Mm-hmm. I didn't read up on the album. Um, did they write that? Because the single was that mistake song that yeah. Dan and I beautifully, beautifully sang uh, at the top of the segment. D- you, did they write that song? Because like it sounds like a pretty it was written for them. Maybe yeah, yeah. it sounds like there was one album that or one song on the album that was written for them. That song to be the single. Um, mm-hmm. As and then they I, were allowed to write everything else because maybe. everything that song sounds far, like yeah. a shitty poppy single where everything else sounds like a really bad riff with that kind of like incubus style singing yeah. where there's no discernible melody yeah. but there's notes. I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised, but I <laughs> was on the, the the Wikipedia for like a minute or two, and it, I did remember I do remember reading like something about him being the songwriter or something for the group, but right. I don't know specifically songs like right. But, um, I mean, they say that they say that Avril Lavigne wrote all of the songs on her first album, but that oh, that just means that there was a team that wrote her mm-hmm. those songs, and she was in the room while they wrote them. Yeah, I don't know. I don't have the uh, answer they, to that. The album's not clickable on Wikipedia. Okay. Well, <laughs> well, that'll tell you. There is like there's so many songs on. It felt like this was such a fucking drag to get through. Like it's one of those song al- albums where you're just like. Okay, I I've, I've heard two of these songs. One of them was the pop one and one of them was your shitty like I mean not that the pop one wasn't shitty, but like and the other one was, was the shitty was rap. Thing. The rap thing and now you're going to do those two things. Like there was a couple times I was like, did I hear this song? Oh yeah, No, yeah. I guess I didn't. The, there are some there uh, oh I mean every single song is the yeah. same. The, the the only one that I found stood out was that was the single. Now, um, I want to bring up one thing in the solo in air quotes in that um, song. Hmm. Uh, it's like it's like an octave solo kind of thing. Oh, yeah. There is a point where the guitar, for some reason, he stops for a second, and it doesn't line up with anything else in the song. And I didn't know if like they just thought this would be a good point for them to do a jump or something, like stop and jump and then start again, like when they play live, <laughs> or oh. if it was literally just like he fucked up and stopped for a second and then started again because it doesn't really fit in and he doesn't do it more than once. And I, I was think like, what? I think I know what you're talking about. Um, and and I I have to assume it's put in there for dramatic effect. Yeah. Because but it seems like it just doesn't work. Like it, I was just like, 
if you're if you try to do this for dramatic effect, you fucked it up. Yeah. <laughs> and if it like <laughs> they probably wrote it into the thing. And again, yeah. like th- this album was never meant to be anything other than one single. Mm-hmm. You know, than a single right. with with a bunch of filler because this was back when you could still sell a whole album. Yeah. yeah. Um. Uh. W- what I love on this thing is because uh, this is you listen to it and you're like this band will never go anywhere outside of like 15 minutes in Canada. Yeah. Um. But you hear this kid really trying to make a name for himself. You I know. Really trying to have a personality. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, when you watch that video for Mistake, too, he's yeah. just absence of charisma. <laughs> like, absolutely. But he's he's doing this thing where if he doesn't, if he can't have actual charisma, what he's going to do is just have all these affectations mm-hmm. on the way he on, on the way he delivers lines. There's one in, in the song, I think, Centipede. Um, where the the chorus is go home and don't come back, and I was like, ooh, yeah. which is dangerous. <laughs> yeah, um, like he uh, the the pronunciations like he's like something something might send a deer. Blah, 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 my, but I've got immunity. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, buddy, that's not. You're not faking anything yeah. here. You just sound like you might be a tad retarded. Um, and there, there's uh, in one of the Rage Against the Machine songs. Um, in the chorus is something something because you ain't coming biak biak but he says a biak a biak yeah <laughs> like for every sure time. I remember that I remember that I'm like it's bad just say bad <laughs> just say just say bad you ain't coming biak yeah come yeah like there's there's like there's like there tracks. were three extra syllables <laughs> there's songs yeah where he tries to be like hard and you're just like mm. yeah and yeah. it's just and he you got your little voice yeah <laughs> I implore everyone to. Uh, seek out the video on YouTube for their, their their breakout song Skid Row. Yeah, it's yeah. hilarious. It's I was so bummed that it funny. wasn't on this album. I know. Yeah. I couldn't pick that one though because it was only like five or six yeah. songs. No, oh, well, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. I never yeah, will listen to this again. It. I hated it all the way through. It Good. was really funny, but yeah, I'm glad uh, yeah. I don't ever. Have I'm so glad you guys listened. To it. I didn't listen to a single note of it. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Uh, all right. A, there's a super sweet jam in the middle called Dragon on My Shoulder. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> By the way, every other song is like that one Did word. Did have an exclamation yeah. point, question mark, exclamation point. Yeah. Dragon on a my dragon shoulder. dragon on my shoulder. And then the video is just the dragon has a little talking mustache. Yeah. Um, but it, it, it was this thing like where you could tell like they were setting up to record another song or something. And then they just started this jam. Jam. And they were like, Get, uh, you getting this? Yeah, yeah. The, <laughs> oh, no. No, is that in there? Really? Oh, it's just like, no. That would be sweet though. Yeah. Just, just like a jam that's that's you the just, same yeah. riff over and over For and over. A but you can minutes. hear him. Yeah. You can hear how it came out of a um, of a, a scale exercise. <laughs> like uh, like uh, he was practicing scales, or he was and practicing pentatonic. Yeah, like he was practicing pentatonic scales, and and he was like, "Ooh, if I do this over and over again, that almost sounds like a riff." Yeah. <laughs> I know because I used to do that when I was 15. Sure. You know, playing guitar. Oh, um, so I went and saw the call, so I get to pick the album this yeah, week. Yeah, what do you got? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Now, I what, feel What like kind of pop punk are we listening to I this week? I feel like I've been on a good kick of, of almost, I don't know I, if I've specifically been doing this, but I feel like I've been alternating between like something I like and something I don't. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. And, or, or in terms of like intent, uh-huh. like something maybe you'll like and something I know you'll hate. So I gave you guys... A terrible pop punk album, in your opinion, mm-hmm. that you liked. That I liked, but I'm, this week I'm giving you an album uh, that I think super cool. 
it's kind of in the vein of when I gave you guys the Kofax album. It's another album where I'm. It's just one of those albums where I'm like, it's weird that nobody talks about this album. Why don't people talk about this album? Because I think it's pretty good. It's called "There Are Giants in the Earth" by a band called the Eighty Nine Cubs. And I just read about them somewhere. Um, they've put out one album. They were kind of a group of not, I want to say session players, but not really. Like they they played in a bunch of stuff in uh, Omaha for a lot of bigger bands. I think at one point some of them played with uh, Connor Oberst or something. Huh. But um, it's kind of a post-rock album. It's kind of indie rock. It's kind of... I don't, I don't know how to explain it. I right. like it. It's cool. Check right. it out. What's the album called again? It's called There Are Giants in the Earth by the 89 Cubs. All right. Cool. And right. Uh, yeah. I've never even heard of that. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's what you guys are going to listen to. Check it out. Cool. Everyone else... Look into that album because it's cool and listen along. Cool. Yeah. Let's roll some dice. Yeah, we are going to roll. Yeah. This week we are rolling. This is a weird, this is not a great week. No, this is this is sort of a each, both good and bad are a bit of a toss up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we're just going to roll dice to see movies. We're basically okay. rolling to see who's going to have the next Punishment album. Yeah. yeah. So what are we... Okay, so we're rolling for... The winners will go see trashy action uh, Olympus Has Fallen. Yes. Because it might be retarded fun. And then the loser will go see The Croods, which yes. I just don't want to go see an Now, I, I said Cage movie. before we recorded, I'm on record stating that, that I you, think Olympus Has Fallen looks flipped. like a yeah. piece of shit. Yeah. And The Croods has potential to be entertaining. Yeah. But I'm I, down. I'm down for whatever. Yeah, yeah I feel yeah. like I could. I'm see not going to be particularly yeah. upset either way. I really don't want to see the Croods. Yeah, really, I really fair enough. No interest. All right, Casey is rolling. <clears throat> Here we go. Casey Gats has rolled five. five. All right, I'm going to roll a. Greg, just roll a six. 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 All right. Dan's going to see uh, the Croods. Yeah, oh, man. <laughs> yeah, you got your wish, buddy. Maybe you never know. Yeah. One. Yeah, one. Yep. <laughs> yep. All right. <laughs> People are going to start thinking that this is like... I don't know. It's Maybe we somehow. need to buy a new dice or something. <laughs> this is, uh, so I'm going to jinxed. see the Croods. I'm not not too worried about it. No, whatever. Yeah. So now next week, I hope, I'm hoping that I really like the Croods. And then next week, I'll just give you a fucking ripper of a Punish album. <laughs> Great. Um, yeah. So, so we, uh, Hero Swap. Let's get into Hero Swap. Okay, Hero Swap Cage Match swap is our weekly match. segment where we pit two action characters against each other in a fight to the death. We start with 64. We will end with one. This is one of those matches. Cage this match. week, we've got Chance Boudreau, as portrayed by Jean-Claude Van Damme and Harry Tergit, going up Tergit, against eh? Ethan Tergit. Hunt, as portrayed by Tom Cruise in the Mission Impossible series. Mission Impossible, eh? Mission Impossible. Uh, Impossible? Impossible. Uh, Passable? Uh, now, are you talking about the movie Mission Impossible 3, Ghost Protocol? <laughs> All right. That's enough. Okay. GoPro. Um, so, I watched Hard Target again. Hard Target. Hard Target. fucking awesome. I so good. goddamn love that movie. Yeah. And I How rewatched. How does it feel to be hunted? Uh, <laughs> I rewatched uh, Ghost Protocol as well, yeah. which I will say uh, on second viewing, I liked it a lot more. Yeah. Oh. A part, I think part of it, though, is because when I saw it in the theater, there were two fucking retards talking Smelling? through the movie behind me. No, no weird smells. That was another thing. smell. Yeah. Uh, no pain. Were you sitting beside old Delphart? <laughs> yeah, maybe you found yourself in another smell sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> or as I like to call them, smell witch. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, just just 
idiots talking, okay. and then Athena yelled at them. It was pretty sweet. Anyway, um, so uh, both of these guys are pretty, pretty capable. Chance Poudreau does all kinds of crazy shit. He fucking surfs a motorcycle. He does a lot. He punches a snake. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is true. He does do that. He like one of my favorite kills in any action movie is when he kicks the can of gasoline at the guy. Yeah, that is that is super shoots sweet. it while it's in midair with a shotgun and blows that guy through a wall. Yeah. Holy fuck, is that awesome? The execution of that, that is, is exceptional, is fantastic. Yep. Um, all right. Well, let's roll to see where. Yeah, let's uh, see where, where these, they are. Where are these kids are playing? What kind of sandbox? Are <laughs> what do we got here with a six? Oh, it's uh, Thunderdome. So we, we get to roll for their weapons, too. I don't even remember what they are, but luckily, I put them inside my phone. If I can find it. I cannot They're find it. Inside Let's your roll. documents are inside the computer. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, well, you got two. That's, uh, that's, oh, who are we rolling for? Who was first? I said Boudreaux first, yeah. so yeah. he's got a whistle. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and Ethan Hunt gets... Six, he's got the chainsaw. Oh, the sporadically working chainsaw. Sporadically working chainsaw. Um, okay. So, yeah, Chance Pedro, very handy. I don't remember if they get into his background, if he has military training or not, but he's a very capable martial artist, obviously. Yeah. Good at kicking people in the face. Yeah. Uh, has a sweet, disgustingly greasy mullet. Has just the oh, greasiest God. head. So, he can do the splits. This, oh, my God. He can do um, the splits while wearing the tightest pants in the whole one. <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, Ethan Hunt uh, is American James Bond, but with kicking. Yep. <laughs> and, uh, and swinging from things. Oh, yeah. Just gets jumping good off the tallest building everything, in the world. Everything, yeah. You know, um, uh, this is interesting. Yeah, he's like, uh, and, and while I was watching, as I did watch both of these this week, while I was watching Mission Impossible 4, I gotta say, I, my my initial instinct is definitely swinging strong towards Ethan Hunt. That's that's where my mind is going, yeah. and and it, it's only strengthened by the fact that I'm picturing him swinging about in Thunderdome yeah, from those yeah. big. Yeah, uh, he's so good with yeah. that kind of shit. Yeah. Now he's on these elastics. He has a chainsaw. Like that I feel like if it's working so or not, if you hit someone in the face with a chainsaw, you yeah. will hurt them. <laughs> yeah, this whole thing is is like. If he has a whistle, if Van Dam has <laughs> Van Dam has a whistle in Thunderdome, and <laughs> like I don't know what you're gonna do. Like he's he's good. He's another guy who's environmentally good. Like he can like find things like a gas can, or he'll like do something yeah, yeah, crazy. Absolutely. I mean, he can beat the fuck out of somebody as well. Yeah. Right. But I feel like these circumstances that he's found himself in with a whistle in Thunderdome. Mm. Yeah. Like I feel like I don't he's know. gonna be. I feel like he's gonna be set. For a straight-on fight where yeah. Ethan Hunt is going to figure out how to keep wanting to call him Ethan Hawk. Ethan, <laughs> is gonna, Ethan Hudson Hawk is going to try and figure out. Is gonna like he's going to be like running along the walls of yeah, fucking yeah, Thunderdome yeah, yeah, and shit, yeah. and like and bouncing off shit, and like yeah. he, he's going to have this total strategic attack. Yeah, Chance um, is going to be like, I didn't sign up for this whistle versus <laughs> chainsaw. <laughs> like, I don't even see Ethan Ethan Hunt. Uh, using the chainsaw, like I, I feel like uh, if he does, it's going to be sort of incidental to his like sort of attack and retreat method. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, that's the way I see it happening. Yeah, I think you're right on the, in 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 terms of him like running around. Like I can see him just like running in circles and gaining momentum. You know, All the while going. 
be fun. I mean, it's a good. They have a great skill set to have a like. Like a, if this oh, is in the fight. UFC, this is one that should have been. Yeah, yeah, in, in the fucking UFC, UFC right. thing. Well, let's presuppose or presuppose. Let's let's just say that that at one point they, they do match up in a in a. In a straight uh, a up sort of fisty, fisty fist. fight, yeah, 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 fisty fight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't, I don't run in the tough circles. Yeah, I don't know yeah. what, what you, what you tough guys call it, fisty fight. Yeah, <laughs> you here for the fisty fight? I know like bikers, <laughs> bikers in the street. Motherfucker, I'm gonna fisty fight you right out in the middle of the street. I'm gonna put my right big... out in the middle of the streety wheat. I'm gonna put my big fisty into your big old facey face, into, in, into your little facey place. Yeah, <laughs> we got, we gonna fisty. I'm gonna put my fisty there so hard. Oh, I'm gonna fisty fight you right after I stretch. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I'm gonna fisty fight you so good it's gonna look like a little dancey wance. <laughs> so uh, please prepare for that. Uh, put on. Uh, you might want to put on your dance belt. Yeah. Now. Um. So <laughs> with a fisty fight. <laughs> uh, Tom Cruise really good with all this shit too. The, he's got the kung fu action going yeah. on, like he's yeah. uh, and an environmental fighter. He's good at taking people's force against them. Like in the beginning, four he is when he breaks out of that prison, but he wants to go get that guy out first. So he has to he, they unleash everybody. Mm-hmm. So he has to fight through crazy inmates and armed yeah. and uh, fully armored uh, guards. Right. And he just smokes them all. Yeah. Know? And he does this throughout the movie, you know, beats the shit out of people. Really good physical fighter. Uh, I, I just, I just had a, a picture in my head of something that that could happen. I'm just saying, I just want to get it out there to say it could happen. What if? Because they're in Thunderdome, big mm-hmm. enclosed place. Ethan Hunt is is running all around the wall, yeah, uh, all the the walls and everything, and and he's doing this attack and release thing, and he goes to attack. Uh, but he's just above, uh, or he's just like going to make contact with Chance Upperjo's head. Mm-hmm. But he grabs a hold of it, but it's so slippery. So slippery. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that he just slips right off mm. of it and then flies headfirst into the wall and breaks mm-hmm. his neck. Mm. I'm worried that that's going to happen. Yeah, Fair that is, well, a it is a slippery head. head. Yeah. yeah. Well, what if uh, Chance takes that whistle? And jams it in his ear or something, or blows it in so his own loud. ear. No, <laughs> he jams Dude. it in his own ear, Dude, which goes my e- ear, which makes Ethan Hunt's childlike heart smile. Yeah, so <laughs> he's not like, so what mad could anymore. he do with that? To like, maybe he blows it so loud that uh, <laughs> Ethan. No, we've used Ethan's that more than once. No, I think I think he throws the whistle down immediately. He could jam it in his own eye. He could jam it in his own eye. So he doesn't have to watch Ethan's eye. Uh, all right, that's fine. You know what? Let's say during the fight he jams the he whistle into throat. one of Ethan Hunt's eyes. He could, he could wait until Ethan's screaming and then like laser accuracy throw it down his throat, get it caught in his throat. He could. <laughs> Uh, uh, I, I honestly, I have nothing. I feel like he, I feel like he loses it somehow. Maybe injured. he just drops it. His hands are greasy. He put well, his hands in yeah. his hair earlier. Yeah. So yeah, so he's got. You know what? I mean, we're we're prolonging the inevitable. Yeah, Ethan yeah. I agree. Is Ethan Hunt's taking this. I thing. agree. Yeah, absolutely. I like a good old fashioned uh, fisty fight. Yeah, <laughs> Greg, we have heard how you stand on fisty fights. Okay, Could you please stop bringing it up. You know that scene in you uh, find them to be awfully silly, Willie. <laughs> you know that scene in Marathon Man when uh, that uh, the assassin tries to kill uh, 
Roy Scheider from yeah. behind. Yeah, and that's then, a great fucking. Such an awesome fight. Yeah, and Roy Scheider then gets on the guy's face down in a chair, and he gets on. He puts his knee mm-hmm. into the middle of the guy's spine, and yeah. reaches around and grabs him by the forehead, and yeah. pulls him backwards until his neck snaps. Yeah, I like one of those going on. Sure. I think Ethan never gets off of the rubber bands and uses those to get around. And yeah. he uses the chainsaw and gives chance on the ground, right? Cuts, yeah. Yeah, cuts yeah. cords, so yeah. he's on the ground. He has leverage, speed. Yeah. yeah. I think That's he gets on the good, good, real, real gross spine neck break. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just saw... What? No, nothing. I can't. Right. I, I just real. I can't. I can't. Okay. Weirdo. Um. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, it would be a spoiler for some. Okay. Oh, okay, right. okay. Next no week, here's a. This is a. This is a cool matchup. I like this work day working out this way. Next week, we've got Ripley from the Alien franchise, Sigourney Sweet. Weaver, going up against Lara Croft. Nice. Ah, have we ever had room. any girl on girl? This. <laughs> In my nope. dreams. <laughs> this is the first one. Um, and the, yeah, I think the only one of round two. This is the, That's going to be a good one, and it's also going to be interesting to see where they're fighting. I think yeah, that's, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, environment will help with this yeah. one. I'm definitely cool. going to have to watch a, a Laura Croft movie because I've never seen one. Yeah, they're bad. <laughs> <laughs> but she's very capable. Yes. So, all right, that's next week. Sweet. Hmm. Yeah, mm. I've also never seen those, so I might have to check yeah. one out yeah, just suck. to see, or at least watch the trailer. <laughs> I don't know if people like them. Yeah, some people. Yeah, I remember people saying Cradle of Life was. I don't know. Yeah. Well, they Whatever. made like a bunch of them. Didn't I think they, they only made two. Yeah, two. yeah. they yeah. made a shitty ride at uh, yeah. Canada's Wonderland. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so that's it. I'm done. You can follow us on Twitter <laughs> at synwpc or Facebook.com/synwpc. Please check us out. Yeah. On the inner tubes. <laughs> yeah, get on your inner tube. Yep. <laughs> and bring your transistor radio with you. Yep. <laughs> Load it up with some. See you next Wednesday. But no fighty whites, please, no, because please we like to keep it. Whites. Please don't have any fisty wisties with no, your friends. We like to keep it. <laughs> like to keep it real. Yeah. We don't want no fighty. No, that's not what we do <laughs> on our here. websites. Yeah. Meal. We done? Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm done. I'm hungry. All right. All right, fellas. Yeah, we'll I'm going to go lie you. down and. <laughs> Next Wednesday. <laughs> sleepy Weepy. Yep. <laughs> Bye, Internet. Casey Sleepy Weepy. I'm Sleepy Weepy. <laughs>